0: One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.
1: Back in on the drive, someone on the text line just got blocked. I normally only block people if you're homophobic or racist, or if you just have such an egregious opinion that we can't move forward. CDOT, I generally agree with you, but coming to America is far from the greatest comedy. I just watched it last week. It's okay. What?! Yo, come on now. That's not the kind of opinions we're going to be disseminating on the text line. Coming to America's okay. No, Coming to America is the greatest comedy ever made. It is an amazing movie. Today's pop quiz was Beverly Hills Cop. It was released in 1984. Young Brad Fanning was, how old were you when that was? I was 14.
2: You were were 14. Your first
1: date was probably going to see Beverly Hills Cop. No,
2: my first date might have been sixth grade. First date I ever went on, I went to go see Barbershop 2. Did you? Mm-hmm. We went to the Jay Giles Band down at Kemper Arena. That was one of my first dates.
1: Spec, what was your first date? Speck never had any dates. Yeah, he actually's never been on one. Spec's about to get married and still never been on a that's, date before. That's it's because, actually, that's because does it does work. I don't know. It's, it's amazing.
2: mail order Russia type thing. It, is, is, uh, it, is. it is
1: amazing. Uh, we got the Arrowhead Pride Roundtable. We got Joel Thorman. We got Pete Sweeney. In studio, how you guys doing?
3: Doing great. Doing great. Great week. Great week to be a Chiefs
2: fan. It's been amazing. This <laughs> has been maybe the worst week to be a Chiefs fan <laughs> since
1: the forward progress. Uh, let me ask you this. Was this a good or bad week for you guys on the website?
0: Uh, bad overall because I don't think anybody wants to be talking about this. And it's been like... It's so weird because you have, like, the lowest of the low with uh, the cream hunt stuff, and then you look at the actual team, and, like, it's never been better. So it was a really weird situation where you're kind of, like, floating back and forth between, like, something great and something bad.
3: Yeah, I, there's definitely a lot of attention that the the team is getting right now. I think these type of situations are so sensitive that it can get ugly, you know? And yeah. I think that's what we wanted to avoid at our head Pride. So we, we, we were careful with what we posted and so on and so forth. It's just such a sensitive situation. You don't want to get into a deep end where you can't come back and we were careful about
2: that. I don't know about you guys but I, I, I getting ready to watch that game on Sunday I was just kind of in a funk right. because of it if that makes any sense you know and and I just didn't I, I didn't have the the normal juice you know leading up to a chiefs game on Sunday and and I was keeping an eye on Twitter I didn't feel like people were overly engaged when it came to that game and I think a lot of it had to do with the news that happened on Friday
0: and I I mean, like, when it comes to the actual games, like, I like the actual games because I feel like everything else kind of zones out and, like, you're just, like, focusing on this one thing. And then the second it ends, you're like, oh, like, everybody's going to be talking about this, you know, again. Uh, So I like the actual, like, three hours where you can kind of, like, forget about that because it's something you're looking forward to, like, all week long.
1: I want to ask you guys this question when it comes to it because I asked this earlier and no one thought anything of it. Traditionally, the teams we believe in most in January are teams that can play defense and run the ball. The Chiefs just lost their starting running back. That now it's, now it's running back by committee. I like Spencer Ware. Guy's never rushed 4,000 yards in his career. I think when he had the opportunity to be the number one back, at least prove that he was not a number one traditional running back, and now it's going to be running back by committee. If we look at the other teams we would consider true contenders in the AFC, all of them have better running games now than Kansas City Chiefs. All of them have better defenses now than the Kansas City Chiefs. Do you think that's something, or do you think that this – Uh, passing attack is so strong that it can cover up the fact of not having Kareem Hunt the rest of the season.
0: I, I mean I think the passing attack is going to cover up a lot of stuff. Um, I, I'd be more worried about the defense than the running game. Like in, on the list of worries about the Chiefs, like the running game like just doesn't hit my you. hit hit my top five. Uh, so it'd be the defense that I'd be worried about the most. And you know it's kind of like new ground for for a lot of Chiefs fans. Like uh, you know being able to go out and put up that many points and finally having one of those like elite quarterbacks. It's always the Chiefs and their team facing that elite quarterback, and that's where you feel uh, that you're at a disadvantage. So this year is going to be. You know, different because you feel like, hey, my guy's as good as yours going into this thing.
3: I agree. Uh, the Chiefs can score. I, I think they can score whether they run the football or not. And I understand that typically in, in, in recent years and years in the NFL playoffs, you need to run the football. And I think the Chiefs definitely do. I don't think they can win without running the football. But it doesn't need to be the thing or the primary way that they're going to score. My biggest worry when the Chiefs comes to the playoffs is these are the top teams. You get in one of these shootouts, and the defense can't come up with a stop when they need to, and the Chiefs don't have the ball last. I think that's how you're going to get eliminated from the postseason.
2: I'm with you on that, too, Pete, because we all going into this thing, oh, the Chiefs get a shootout, they're in great shape. They've been in two two of them against two teams that we think are potential Super Bowl contenders, and they lost them both. Now, granted, both were on the road, I'm with you. The other thing, and I wanted to bounce this off you guys, I'm curious uh, if what we have in this offensive line and how much Kareem Hunt made them look better than they really are. And maybe they are that good. Maybe that offensive line is that good, and maybe maybe they're the reason that Kareem had but he was so good at breaking tackles, doing all this stuff. I'm, I, do you think the offensive line could potentially get a little bit exposed because no Kareem now?
0: I mean, I don't, I don't know if it's less about exposed
2: might be a, a strong. Word. It's
0: not as much about cream. I mean, like if you go back and look at the sack numbers, like Mahomes has been taking more sacks uh, in the last you know six or seven weeks than he has in like the first you know six or seven games. Yeah. Uh, so I do think that um, you know he is getting you know hit a little bit more. I kind of like Sharkandrick West in that one specific role mm-hmm. as like that uh, passing down back uh, and being able to pass block a little bit. So like I don't know if you're missing a ton when it comes to that to that specific uh, role.
3: I think Kareem Hunt had a dynamic aspect to him that these other running backs right. don't have.
2: Compl- totally.
3: A- and and Kareem Hunt was making Kareem Hunt look good. I don't necessarily think it had anything to do with the offensive line. I think it's going to be a little bit of a different rushing attack now that you're dealing with Spencer Ware and Damian Williams and then Darrell Williams and Shrek Kendrick West, however it works out. And and once that is in place, once the scheme and and the offensive line now has a week to prepare for that, it's going to look a lot better on Sunday than at the emergency at the last final hour. Spencer Ware jumping into what is Kareem Hunt's usual game plan. They're not the same running back.
1: Yeah. And that's why, at least for me, when we talk about like changing it, I don't deny the Chiefs' ability to overcome a running back injury. Like, that's the one position on the field I think you can overcome, even though I think Kareem Hunt is really good. I think if we're like ranking big plays the Chiefs have had this season, Man, one of them was the long touchdown catch against the Patriots by Kareem Hunt on the sideline. When you guys remember, Chiefs looked dead in the water, no energy. That game was very easily. It could have gone a blowout for the New England Patriots. Kareem Hunt makes the play, and that really shifted the momentum. It kind of and, and it gave the Chiefs the juice to get back in that game. Do we think Spencer Ware can make that play? Do we think Damian Williams makes that play or Darrell Williams? Like, to me, those are the kind of things that you are now removing from this offense. Like, all the big-time plays downfield can't just come from Tyreek Hill. They have to come from someone else on this team. And Kareem was somebody that could make a big play downfield.
3: It's a little bit of a question, and I know exactly what you're saying. And I think it has a lot to do with Ken Spencer really, truly tap back into 2016, Spencer Ware. Because at the end of 2016, I understand he had a major injury. He was good. And I think Chiefs fans were comfortable headed into 2017. It didn't work out for him. Kareem got the shot. And then the rest is history. But if, if Spencer Ware can tap back in, I, I like I said, he's not Kareem Hunt. He's never going to be Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt is a rare talent. And in, uh, for for unfortunate reasons, he can no longer be a Kansas City Chief. But if Spencer Ware can do just enough, similar to how I felt about the defense earlier this year, I think the Chiefs are all right.
0: I mean, even if you take away Kareem Hunt, I'd still put up uh, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Sammy Watkins against any other team's top three playmakers. Uh, so, yeah, I think you are missing something that Kareem's not going to be there, some explosiveness. Uh, but it's not like they don't have like the playmakers there to, to respond to it.
2: I said this yesterday. I mean, if, if I have to pick one of the Chiefs' offensive weapons to not have, he would be the guy. And somebody's gonna bring up Sammy Watkins, but you know what I'm saying. Of the top three of the top three guys or the top four guys, and, and Mahomes is in that group. Obviously, Hill, Kelsey, Mahomes, and uh, and Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt's the one I think you can live without more than any of it.
0: Because they're most, yeah. Running backs are, are the most uh, replaceable. And I think when you go the, the drop off from uh, you know, Tyreek Hill to Garrett Dieter is obviously a lot bigger than drop-off. Yeah, exactly. Than, than from uh, Kareem to Spencer Ware.
1: I want to play this cut from you. This is from Therese Paler on Monday when we talk about replacements or guys that could fill in for Kareem Hunt. Therese, do out the name Le'Veon Bell. But I
4: think in the off season they're going to have to address this. And I had a column on this today. You know, I think Le'Veon Bell is a player who, like, fits. <laughs> like Andy Reed. <laughs> oh, man. <We> lost show. <laughs> Andy Andy Reed would have a field day with Le'Veon Bell. By the way, the only thing Le'Veon doesn't give you that um that Kareem does is like is the Kareem's got like that breakaway kind of juice. Like Lev's not gonna get it, but like pass blocking, patience, zone run, he could be really good here. But the problem is I don't think that's the way that they wanna build this team. They're gonna have a lot of money. Right now, about 44 million. That's not including what happens if you get Justin Houston. But you got to make a decision on D Ford. That's a franchise tag. Might be about 15 million, 16 million. You're going to have to extend either Chris Jones or Ty Hill, right? So this is a lot of money that Mm -hmm. immediately, boom, you're gone. You add in the six, seven million you're going to need for uh, the, the draft to sign your, your draft class, you know, you still have some money. But whatever money you've got left is probably going to go toward improving the league's 31st-ranked defense. Um, so it's highly unlikely.
1: I just want to bring this up. I think we all agree the Chiefs are not getting Le'Veon Bell. I like the mindset from it because it is a very much a Los Angeles Rams blueprint.
0: It's it's almost a Sammy Watkins mindset. Like you remember last year when they brought on Sammy Watkins, you're thinking like they've already got these good receivers, they've got a good offense. They need to focus on the defense, but the Chiefs are like, screw it, let's let's go get the league's best offense. So like that's like that the the one percent uh, chance I can see of happen, I, I can see it happening is through that mindset.
1: I actually don't. I mean, I think it should be higher than one percent. Like I, last year, any NFL fan was sitting there looking at the Rams, like how are they making all this work? How can you trade for Marcus Peters? How can you go get a keep to leave? How can you sign in Sue? How can you pay Todd Gurley? How can you pay Brandon Cooks? How can you pay Aaron Donald and still fit everybody under the cap? I would certainly love to have that conversation in July about the Chiefs. Man, how did you find a way to make all these things happen and still improve your team? So if the mindset is, let's go sign Le'Veon Bell for three years and let's just backload the hell out of that deal and let's try to take advantage of a home's rookie contract,
2: I got no issues with that.
3: I. I just don't see it happening. I don't know how you could spend cap space on the running back position anymore. Remember, Kareem Pete, Hunt...
2: Petey's an offensive weapon. He's, he's not just a He's a, a playmaker. Back. He's the new Dexter McCluster. It's another reason why they're not going to do they
3: it. They got Kareem Hunt in the third round. Philip yeah. Lindsay, who's one of the better backs in the league, is undrafted. You don't have to spend high draft capital at all or or capital in general, a uh, cap space on the running back position. I just don't think it's a good strategy as you're trying to build this thing for the future, whether you backload it or not.
0: I I'm, think I'm c- going after Le'Veon Bell would not be necessarily about the future. It would be this is our window, like this Agreed. year. I'm talking and, like, about spending that
3: money it. when you have I mean well, Mahomes is going to be here. I understand yeah. I understand he's going to cost a lot more eventually, but you're still building for the future. It's not like these three years are going to end and you're like, well, Mahomes' rookie contract is over. We're just going to enjoy him and not try to win the Super Bowl. you got
2: to think of those years, too. I mean, and Le'Veon Bell, I mean, Todd Gurley makes over $14 million a year. Le'Veon Bell wants to be paid more than that. Yeah, so I, I, don't, and, I don't see him and, getting
0: into a bidding war. But also, I mean, you, you never know which way that thing's going to go. Like, he's, you know talking about being worth 18 million dollars a year but what if nobody wants to pay that price next year and it comes down quite a bit more you yeah know? i
2: mean the other part of that though too is people complain about paying sammy Watkins all that money they should have sunk it on the defense and now all of a sudden we want Le'Veon bell at 18 million a year for how many years hey if
0: the chiefs go into foxborough or the patriots come here and they lose 43 40 again like my mind might be changed a little bit on yeah, this it, I, I still i still don't see there's any realistic way of it happening but yeah i i could see how you start to think about it
1: that is Joel Thorman, and Pete Sweeney with Arrowhead Pride. We'll keep our roundtable going. We talked about the offense. Yes, we have to talk about their defense. They gave up 33 oh. points to Derek Carr, Jordy Nelson, and Doug Martin on Sunday. <laughs> oh, it's the drive. Lord. Back in on the drive. Joel here, Pete here. It is the Arrowhead Pride roundtable. Fanny here and Speck Bayless. This is his last week with us. He is getting in promotion. He is crossing over to the corporate side mm. of the... Things. so we talked about the offense they must not have heard his takes on the show no they definitely didn't hear that
0: did they ever ask why they call you spec bayless <laughs> yeah
1: did that come up in the no one process? mentioned anything
2: no apparently
1: not we'll talk about <laughs> eric berry just a bit we'll talk about sammy watkins is somehow holding a guy who's top five at his position paid in the nfl has I, turned me I into this. public oh. enemy number one when it comes to him. just Hey, you know what? If we could get a little bit more production from you, given the fact that you get paid more money than Julio Jones this season, has turned me into a Sammy Watkins hater. We could talk about that yeah. in just I, a bit. I, I, I come
0: here for your Sam Watkins takes
2: every week. Every week,
0: like I, I agree. I, I, with like You a, know, I agree it's with it's like them. a
2: hitter. Like God, I kind of can't believe he's not hitting more. Well, he's had seven at bats. <laughs> I mean that's kind of the way it was. He Sammy struck Watkins. out
1: in all seven. Well, they don't, no, you that's guys, not have, true. I mean, we, we can have that conversation that could, now. I, I find it so crazy oh that Patrick God. Mahomes is going to throw for five thousand yards and fifty touchdowns, but we're blaming Patrick Mahomes for why Sammy Watkins is not playing this it. year.
2: No, I'm blaming the offense. They, they've, tar- they've targeted th- Theo more than they've targeted Sammy Watkins this year. Like they're not making him a part of the offense, and you're mad that he doesn't have more catches. Why, why
3: did? Do, why does this happen? This isn't the first place this has happened in, though. This happened in L. A. This has happening happened in Buffalo, and it's the same thing here. Yet there's no no one wants to talk about like oh his production like isn't up there when he make, he's making so much money.
1: I kind of feel like it reminds me of like the last like year and a half with Alex Smith. Like whenever Alex Smith would win, it was like see, told you he's a winner. And then in, whenever the Chiefs would lose, it'd be like. I mean, come on, look at the offensive line. I mean, look at Andy Reid and the play call. At some point, we just got to have an honest conversation about it. I'm not saying Sammy Watkins is a complete bummer that he has no value. I'm just saying is for two and a half years, Sammy Watkins has been valued like he's a legitimate top-end wide receiver in the NFL. And he's done nothing from a production standpoint to justify
3: it. My theory, and it's a little insane and I get it, he's got a cool name. And he used to have the dreads that popped out. He had a cool look. And I just, Sammy Watkins, if if his name was, you know, let's say Bob Robinson or something or something like that, normal, I don't think he'd be as popular. I honestly don't. I don't think he would be getting out. Sammy Watkins is just like a cool name. I actually
1: don't think that's it. I think it's because he got drafted really high. I think if Sammy Watkins was a third-round pick, I feel like the perception would be, oh, man, you know, year one and year two were flukes. You were in the right situation. You've gone on, and now look what's happened. I think the fact of, I mean, if you get drafted in the top ten, people just, they, coming in, they thought you were a really good player. You proved it your first two seasons. Now, since then, it's like, man, well, I saw him do it before. I saw him do it at Clemson. I saw him do it early in Buffalo. That's what I think it is more than anything.
3: You'd be surprised at just the defenders and social media of this guy, and it, it's crazy, and I, I look at it, and I, I just look at what, what you could have done with the money saved there, but, again, that makes you, me, like like you, I get all the heat about it.
2: Do you think he's a bad receiver? No, no. Do you think he's a good receiver? Yes, me too. I think he's an overrated
1: player. I think he is a. Fi- I think he's a fine player. Is
2: that is that by no fault of Sammy's at all? Because it's not like it's Kelvin Benjamin who just got cut who's been targeted seventy five times and had like thirty two. He's catches. bad, Kelvin. You know what I'm saying? Like they like he got a lot of targets, couldn't catch the football. That's not Sammy Watkins.
3: Life isn't fantasy football, but this is a fantasy football comparison. It's like having two better receivers to put in your fantasy football team, and then trading something for a third that you're that's going to sit on your bench. Like to me, I, I don't know. Wh- I just don't know why the
0: move was made. All that all that happens is what happens in January. If he shows up in January, like we, 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 care. We've, we've moved past the point where the regular season matters as much anymore. You're 10-2. If he shows up and, and balls out in January, like I don't think we're going to remember as much about this. And and I go back to like when they first signed Sammy Watkins. It came off of that playoff loss where Travis Kelsey got hurt and they said, we're not going to. They probably thought like we're not going to be without one of our top playmakers again. So they added
2: an extra one. Here, Let me throw this conspiracy theory at you guys because I said it yesterday and I got some eye rolls around here. All right. You? Yeah, believe it or not. Uh, Hunt's first incident was in January. His second incident was in February, and they signed Sammy Watkins uh, in March. And I, I additionally reported yesterday there's a couple other incidents that haven't been reported yet involving Kareem Hunt in Kansas City. Could that have played a factor in it? There's a chance that I think we're going to lose a really dynamic player. We think Sammy Watkins can be that guy.
0: I don't know. They just they didn't take any precautions. Uh... To suggest that they might lose uh, Kareem Hunt, so
2: I mean they were bringing running backs. They had in. nine
3: running backs in a camp, an abnormal yeah. number of running
2: backs yeah. when you think about it. Yeah, I,
0: I mean, I, it just, I, I just don't see that um, at all. I feel like if that was a, if they thought it was a larger risk, um, they would have made more preparations for that. Um, but really, what really matters is the top two in the depth chart. They had Spencer Ware, they had Kareem Hunt, so. Spencer,
3: yeah. Spencer Ware going in the camp, though, for what it's worth, and to be fair, his they weren't even sure if he was going to come back. He wasn't even practicing fully at the beginning of training camp. Mm-hmm. They had to see it first to know, and that was kind of the thought process at the time of bringing in all these running backs, and they ended up keeping Ware after restructuring his contract, which I believe you had details on yeah, at the Yeah, yeah,
1: on the Spencer Ware deal. I would say, though, when you uh, Pete to or uh, Joel, something you said earlier, though, Because, I mean, what's going to happen is, same thing that happened against the Patriots. Sammy Watkins is going to have two catches for 18 yards, and then we're going to spin it like he was just great decoy in the game, and that's why Tyreek Hill was really good in the game. I just feel like for Sammy Watkins, the rules change every single week from week to week. So, like, if he doesn't play, it's like, oh man, this time they only scored thirty-four points. Oh man, it, it was it was it was a struggle against it. Then if he if he doesn't get a lot of catches, if he doesn't have a big day, it was he was this great decoy, and that's why Kelsey and Hill had good days. Like, come on now, like every week there's a new qualification to try to justify Sammy Watkins' terrible contract. You
0: no, know, I I think you're right that so far this season it's been a bad signing. Um, certainly looks that way. Uh, but I think that the most important part is to come. And if he shows up in January, if he makes a difference, then then it's all going to be worth it because I think they signed him for that.
2: Yeah, I mean, I...
0: I, And nobody knew Patrick Mahomes was going to throw for 5,000 yards without Sammy Watkins being involved. And (laughs) I think
2: part of it, too, is they wanted to insulate. They knew with Mahomes, they had, and and Tyreek making no money, and Mahomes really right now... As a quarterback in the NFL, making no money, they could afford to do it. I mean, Tyreek makes a little over 600 grand or something crazy like that. So he can pay that. Nobody thought, I mean, Sammy's getting paid like a number one wide receiver, but you knew when he came here, he wasn't going to be the number one guy. He was going to be third or fourth.
3: There is an aspect to it, and you have to name it if you're being fair again to the signing of what Watkins' presence does for the attention to Hill and Kelsey, which 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 is what a lot of people sell it on. That being said, I, I you have to consider Carrington's point of you're getting paid this amount of money. You should at least have an expectation of reaching this amount of production.
2: Well, yeah. then, then why don't they throw it to him more? Then I mean, I know he's missed the last two games because of a foot injury. He can't catch. Let's get, get Patton here and ask him. I, I, I would love that. I mean, it, it, I mean, is that. <laughs> Is that more Andy or is that more Pat? I know there's a lot of options. How do we know it's not Sammy Watkins, though? That that, that I, All I'm asking okay, is it could this, be. when it comes to you Sammy can't get, Watkins. You can't catch passes that aren't thrown to you.
1: I just don't know how it's the quarterback's fault that's throwing 5,000 yards and having the greatest year. I where, don't know whose fault where, it is. Where Harris is having a good year, Conley's having that's a fun. good year, Hill's having a good year, Kelsey's having a good year. The only person who's disappointing this year is Sammy Watkins, but that's Mahomes. That's Andy Reid's fault. No, the same thing happened last year with the Rams. Gurley had a good year. Uh, Robert Cup. Woods. Uh, Robert Cup Woods too. had a good year. Cooper Cup had a good year. The only person who didn't have a good year is Sammy Watkins. Like, <laughs> but he had the, a ton he, of touchdowns. He, he's the common denominator. It's but exactly. but yeah. he had, but he had 600 yards receiving last year. Like Sammy Watkins is just average. Like, I, 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 don't know why we treat him anything else. He has to prove it to me that he's better than that. It's his name. No, it's not. I, I, I genuinely think it's where he got drafted. I think if he got drafted in the third round, we would treat Sammy Watkins completely differently, but he played at a major university. He got drafted really, really high, so he'll always get the benefit of the doubt. Uh, We will actually talk about the defense this time. Their defense, they have way more problems than Sammy Watkins. We'll talk about that coming up as the draft. The practice report just came out for your Kansas City Chiefs. Eric Berry was listed as a limited participant in practice today. Does not sound good. If we are trending in the direction of him playing on Sunday, obviously still more two more days of practice. If he is not a full participant by Sunday, he is not playing in the game. In my opinion, I believe you mean by, it. Friday, you mean? by Friday. By yeah, Friday, excuse yeah. me. My yeah. bad.
0: Yeah. I believe it. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of done, like, reading into to exactly what's, what's going to happen with Eric Berry, it feels the, like. The first, you
3: know? the first day of practice, I think, as we get towards the middle of the end of the season, it's a little bit of a wash because it's one of these, like, limited practices, 10-10-10. Yeah. So the day to really watch when it comes to full practices tomorrow and Friday. you get a full practice in one of those days, especially, I think, if it's Friday, he's he's probably going to go, I think.
2: I Carrington and I both think he's going to get—he'll probably play a handful of snaps— 15, 20 snaps, whatever it is. Who wins it, the pool if he goes this weekend? I don't know. Uh, who does win the pool? Because I, have, I think Carrington does. Because I had, I have this Charger game. I had that
1: he was going to practice the Wednesday after the bye week. I yeah. don't think we really said a
2: game My, my game was a the game Charger play. game because I, and I, but I was going on the assumption that playing a full game, being ready to go, being a a starting safety, blah 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 blah, and I didn't think he'd be fully ready to go until the Thursday night game because I thought it would be stupid to have him play two games in, what, four days? Yeah. Or whatever it was. I didn't think that'd be a smart way to handle him. So I had I had the Charger game, the Thursday night game, which is, what, a week from tomorrow? Yeah. Are you guys worried about the defense?
0: <laughs> That's a big question. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I ask because there was a two-, three-week run in Kansas City. Where I think people were trying to sell you on the defense, but they were playing teams. There was no way to evaluate if they were better defensively.
0: Holding the Cardinals to 14 points.
1: Yeah, it was Case Keenum, Baker Mayfield, and Josh Rosen. And there became to me this sentiment, and you guys saw it on your website. Man, Chiefs defense is really improving. Chiefs defense is getting better. I don't really feel like it's that much better. If they get pressure on the quarterback, I'll give them that. That's about the only thing they do really, really well. They don't limit the run very well. They don't stop the pass very well. They're not a great turnover, take the football away kind of team. I think their defense is still bad.
3: In one of those weird sport things, it's funny because you have Matt Patrick Mahomes winning Offensive Player of the Month uh, for the first month, and then the last two you have D. Ford and Chris Jones. So you have the individual play, which is good. Like D. Ford and Chris Jones, I mm-hmm. think are two better defensive players than a National Football League. But this as a unit scares you for the postseason because it can be over in a flash if your defense doesn't show up.
0: Yeah, especially, like, you know, look at everything through the prism of the playoffs and the best teams you're facing. Yeah, you give up 54 to the Rams and 43 to the Patriots. Like, that seems problematic because there ain't going to be any Josh Rosens well, in, in uh, the divisional round.
2: Easy on that Rams game, though, because 21 of those came off turnovers from the offense. I think it was so,
3: 33. Yeah, so basically,
2: I'm like, I don't, and that's where Carrington and I differ on this a lot. Like, yeah, I, I don't blame the defense for that loss against the Rams. I mean, I think this Chief, I mean, this defense isn't great by any means, and it, I don't think it's... I think on its best day, it's maybe good. On its best day, but it's on the low end of good. So the Rams one, I, I cut them a little bit of slack on that. The Raider game, to me, that's the one where I'm just like, man, I thought we were going in a little bit different direction. Right. You've done a really good job against some teams that weren't near as good as you. Um, yeah, the Rams lit you up, but all those points weren't necessarily on you. You caused turnovers. You caused havoc. You scored defensive touchdown. I, and But the Raider game is the one... The to me is the hard one to explain when it when it comes to the defense.
0: I don't I don't think you learn a ton about the defense this weekend uh, going against whether it's Lamar Jackson or uh, Flacco uh, that Charger game um, if Barry you know Barry uh, you know. Has his legs under him and he's back. Like that's the first game where I'm going to be like, and, and the Seahawks game after that. Like, yeah. you can start to kind of figure out, like, okay, like, are you just going to have to deal with, uh, you know, in the playoffs it's going to be a 45-40 game, or is there yeah. any actually like real, you know, actual like difference makers here?
3: If there's any saving grace, the Chiefs are getting one of the best players back at their worst position right now, which yes. is the safety position. But so. we don't really
2: know what we're getting out of that though, either, Pete.
3: You're right. Yeah. You're right. I'm just telling you that's the situation that's happening. The it Chiefs
2: can't be
1: worse than Eric Murray. I know that much. Yeah. It'd right. be. It will be very difficult for Eric Barry to return and be worse than Eric Murray.
3: I agree, I agree. There's no, way. there's almost no way. <laughs> like I'm
1: sorry to say, Pete, I disagree with you a little bit when you say we can't learn anything from this team defensively. The Ravens can run the football if this team can 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 show up and they and they keep Lamar Jackson in the pocket and he doesn't run wild on them and they can limit this team to 120 yards rushing. I would consider that a good day for this team defensively.
3: Oh, see this game. I think a lot of people might be overlooking this game. I'm worried about. Lamar Jackson I I agree because if you look at the fast running backs that have really dominated the Chiefs like the Chiefs can't keep up when it comes to a talented running back yeah the Ravens really have a two it's like a two-man running back system almost like how you think the Chiefs are going to be able to stop these guys and then you're dealing with the best defense in the league not to say that good defenses have stopped Patrick Mahomes but he might be more limited as to how much they score this weekend yeah just all the like makings of this weird upset towards the end of the season that'll make Thursday night way more interesting.
0: This is one of those games where I think the Chiefs offense uh that that, that they, they don't have that floor that some of the other offenses uh, did that it's just, uh, excuse me, so much higher. Um, man, I, I just cannot see um, the Ravens coming in and giving the Chiefs a ton of trouble. I think you can sell out to stop uh, Lamar Jackson. Um, I, I think they'll do that. I think they'll contain him a decent amount, probably bust off a big one at some point, but uh, man, just it's tough for me to see Lamar Jackson coming in with 140 yards passing and beating the Chiefs.
2: Reggie man may not even be active for this game. Like, you can't play Reggie Raglin in this game. You maybe? almost can't.
3: And they they, I mean, this
2: is a Dorian O'Daniel type of game, don't you think?
3: They, they've, they've they've set that trend in, in these games where they, you know, with the Rams, they played Dorian O'Daniel, I think Reggie Ragland, at eight snaps. Yeah, and the yeah. thing that's scary, too, about the Ravens is that not only is Lamar Jackson apparently talented, there just isn't a ton of tape on him. There's not a lot of game for you to watch at the NFL level and say, this is how you stop Lamar Jackson. Really, no one has yet. Pete, you know, that's scary.
1: I, Pete, I'm with you, and I'm picking the Chiefs to win. I just want that for full disclosure of. If we talk about a team that would have the ingredients to really muddy up the game and make it difficult against the Chiefs, wouldn't it be the Ravens? A team that would that a team that would be committed to running the football. Like Jacksonville, I remember at the beginning of the season, back when we thought Jacksonville was a good team, we thought with TJ Yeldon and that defense, they could do it. And then for some reason, they thought Blake Bortles could throw the football, and then they ended up trying to get in a shootout with the Chiefs, and it didn't work. The Ravens would run the ball 35 times. The Ravens can play good defense. If there's a team that can hold this offense to 31 points, 28 points. It would be the Ravens, and then just given what we've seen from the Chiefs defense, that's how you beat them.
3: It's the Ravens getting out of the first quarter. If the Chiefs somehow can manage to to make this a 14 nothing, 21 nothing game, then I think it changes because now you're playing the Chiefs game. Ravens start with the ball and score score a touchdown, and all of a sudden it's seven nothing, and they can play their game, which is look like clock possession and, and running the football, like you were saying, 35 times. It's gonna be a lot more interesting on Sunday. Yeah,
2: they're gonna run it, man. I mean, they're uh, on average about 18 times a game that they pass it with Lamar Jackson, and so. You better be ready to stop the run. I mean, that that's really what it what it's going to come down to if you're if you're the rape or if you're the Chiefs.
0: Feels like they're going to be one dimensional, and and you know it's it's like the same point I go back to every game. If you can't put up thirty points, you can't beat the Chiefs, and I don't think they can.
1: We were debating this earlier. I actually got this from you guys um, today. Mahomes realistically has a chance to have the greatest season a quarterback's ever had in the history of the NFL. Like how mind blowing is that? Like I remember at the beginning of the season, I was like. <laughs> You know, maybe he'll throw for, like, 25 touchdown passes. He'll have, like, 12 interceptions by the end of the season. Like, and that was a really good building block to his career. He has a Hall of Fame building block for the first 13 games of his NFL career. Like, he's been incredible so far.
3: And Carrington, you and I pulling the curtain back, just turned 30. When you're 23, you think you're old? 23, you're a baby. Like, if this is how he Buffy. is, that he's 23, yeah. how is he going to be when he's 26 years old, when he's 28? You know, third. Like, this is insane. I just to don't think even know about. how you
1: get better. Like, realistically, I don't know how but you he get will. better from having the best quarterback season in the history of the
0: game. Is NFL. he ever going to have this many weapons, though? I mean, realistically, like, probably it's, it's, not. So I think that that helps a little bit. He will get better. Um, I but- mean,
3: anybody but Sammy Watkins, I and mean, maybe he probably increases just- as <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Sammy. It's, it's, <laughs> It is it is kind of crazy to go back to like the start of the season and you thought he would be decent, but like nobody, nobody thought he would have this kind of season. I remember sitting in here like probably week three, week four, and he was on pace for seven hundred and forty. Like, like, like fifty passes. something touchdowns, and I was like, you know, even if Mahomes falls off, you know, I think him getting forty touchdowns is like what to expect right now. And Carrington's like, Forty touchdowns is a lot. And like now he'll get there in like two weeks. Yeah, you no,
1: know? I I remember I remember when everybody was like thirty touchdown passes, and I was like that means he will have the most in his first season as a starter in the history of the NFL. Like, that's just not realistic thing. Yeah, he got the thirty by week nine of the <laughs> NFL season. Yeah. How
3: did all of us not collectively go to Vegas and bet twenty the over on twenty four? That is just such so, such a
0: bad read. Yeah, by we were Vegas. talking like
2: twenty five and twelve is what we were kind of thinking. Just shows you how surprising it is yeah. that, that he's that yeah.
0: he's this good. We Although s- that maybe the Chiefs saw it, it signing my, Sam Watkins, my
2: my, God, I'm <laughs> my Lewis Riddick certainly. it. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm just going to throw that in there, man. Just see, my, you know, my biggest. Remember, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> I was going
1: to say of. Um, I don't think that Vegas knew what passing was going to be this year. Like, I bet if we went back and we looked at everybody's over-under when it came to passing touchdowns, everybody hit over this year when it came to offense. Like, just the league, I think Vegas and our perception of it, nobody knew that this was going to be the year of the passer. I was, like, randomly looking at this today when I was looking at, like, how close he was. But
3: on Mahomes particular, they were just
2: grossly, grossly under. I remember what I was going to say now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, we were talking about this having the greatest year uh, before you guys got on, like the greatest statistical year of any quarterback in the history. I think as a Chiefs fan, I don't care because I just want wins in January. That's really what I all I care about now to this point.
0: I didn't suffer through Steve Bono to not care about Patrick okay, Mahomes. fair
2: enough, but I'm, I'm the opposite on that. I'm glad. I feel like we're going to have Mahomes forever, but he's not going to get paid nothing forever. He's not going to have all these guys forever. Tomorrow is guaranteed to no one. So I'm like, great, neat, awesome. We got a nice little pelt on the wall that Mahomes had the greatest school year everywhere, ever. We got bounced in the first round at Arrowhead, having a first-round buy and a number-one seed. I want wins in January. I don't care if he throws seven touchdown passes over the course of the season.
0: I didn't spend all last year arguing that Alex Smith's 15 touchdown passes were actually good to not appreciate Patrick Mahomes this year. I am absolutely going to remember this year as just this incredible, like, magical season. Fair
2: enough. I want wins in January.
3: The key is just get get these playoffs at Arrowhead, man. You don't want to go to Foxborough, and you don't even want to go down to Houston if they start to get in the mix here. Yeah
1: that is pete sweeney and joel thorman from arrowhead pride it is our arrowhead pride roundtable always good catching up with you guys thanks a lot for coming in today
3: see you soon love it here later dudes my name is spencer hall my name is jason kirk my name is ryan nanny and when we combine we form the, the shutdown, shutdown Fullcast. Fullcast. i keep telling you we're not voltron
2: the shutdown Fullcast is technically a college football podcast but it's also a show about lawn care disasters
3: regional grocery stores we
2: love Tennessee Batman homeowners associations The Shutdown forecast.
1: It's not Voltron.